inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining this show today. We have a very special guest who will tell us unique stories from Circus Life. Let me introduce you my guest today. Florida native Sarah Chapman joined Sarasota's Sailor Circus at age of 12. She married Danny Chapman in 1965 and performed balancing trapeze until early retirement in 1979. Career highlight was the Ringling Blue Unit Centennial Show. In 1968, Danny, Sarah, and Mel Miller conceptualized Ringling's Clown College. Sarah authored and published four editions of A Circus Girl's Cookbook. Her memoir is Balancing Act, Memoir, of a Florida youth. A Toastmaster and personal chef, Sarah lives in Northern Minnesota. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Oscar. Thank well, you for this opportunity to present on Time to Shine. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You are very welcome to the show. Sarah, you know, you started very young a uh, career in circus, which you have later put into words in two books. What was your motivation for writing your books? Thank you. The first book was Fun and Simple. In 1987, I bought my son an Apple computer. And while he was at school, I learned word processing on it. The result was a Circus Girls cookbook. It's going strong after four editions and over 2,000 copies sold. The cookbook has 170 recipes in a circus format. Men and women buy it for the lighthearted story of a family, their travels, the pictures, and anecdotes. The second book, a memoir, published in 2014 via Create Space, says what was really going on in my life. The reader peeks behind my curtain. It wasn't meant as a memoir, but ended up that way when an editor said the story is about Sarah and her courage to stand up to abuse. She said it's about my beliefs in family, friends, and education. Once I gave myself permission to have a dark message, the circus drifted away like smoke in a breeze and became the backdrop of my memoir. My original motivation was writing a documentary recording six years on the Ringling Circus under the new ownership of Feld Entertainment. I used to be a nonverbal personality and thought it would surprise people reading events seen through my eyes. To fellow performers and to people I've just met, my story does surprise them. Both books are fun, especially the cookbook. So it's a real cookbook? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the recipes come from a variety of sources. There are some original Chapman 
recipes. I do updates to the cookbook. I a year ago I put a 12 recipe addition to the back and call it a sideshow. So I have two tents in my cookbook, the main show and the sideshow. Yeah, it sounds really, really fun. Nowadays, you speak about your circus life. And what was, what made you come back to the stage, but this time as a speaker? Hmm. Personal request encouraged me to reach out. The cookbook was the first request by family and friends. The folks reading the cookbook asked me to tell them when I wrote my memoir so they could get a copy. The people reading the memoir wonder if there is more. I try to give them more by writing and now by speaking. So it was by request by others, the ones who have been reading your books and enjoying your, your, your stories. And Yes, they think I have led an interesting life. On your circus life, I, I read that you have done some juggling, a bit of magic, especially aerial work. Now as a speaker, does this help you to bring, to bring the same, these extraordinary experiences when you speak to an audience? What is the, let's say, what are the things that you learn in circus that help you the most now that you are a speaker? All right. I'll start with the thing that helps me the most. Mm -hmm. It's a simple phrase. It's very short. I learned it when I was quite young. It's three words. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it is a circus term that means once you start a trick, you cannot stop in the middle, mm. especially if there are other people in the act. I did a solo act, so I was responsible for my actions. It, your question is a good one, and it's the hardest one so far. My circus experiences do not seem extraordinary if I am speaking at the show folks club in Sarasota, Florida. They do seem special when I talk to people not connected with show business. Many people like that I was on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. That keeps everyone's attention. Mm -hmm. So go for it. No, it's something that, yeah, as you said, is your show and... You started, you have to finish the show, and that's something the same for speakers. It's not, you cannot go back in the middle just to finish your, your speech, your, your talk. That's true, Oscar. You can pause to regroup your mm -hmm. thoughts, but you can't just walk off the stage. You can't <laughs> do that. You, and, and it's not just the, the whole show, it's And show is made up of elements. You go from one to the next to the next to the next. So going for it means you follow through with, with what you started. So you're right. It is the entire show. If you've done your preparation and you're ready to speak, then you can do it just as I'm doing here with you today. Yes, it's the same also. In, as you say, there's the... Um There are steps in, in, the, in the circus show, the same if you, you are really prepared for a speech of a talk. You, have, you know very well your step, what, is, what comes next, what the next uh, story you tell, what is the next um, expression, and how you how it's going to be your punchline at the end of the speech. So 
poses are okay if there are some problems, but the thing is to have the the mindset to to really go t- until the end with success. I'm thinking, what about your circus aerialist persona? And if we compare from your speaker persona that you have today, how can we com- how, how would you compare it? There is a big difference between my aerialist persona and my speaker persona. Persona. It has to do with position. I use my voice and facial expressions when I speak. As an aerialist, I use my body to relate to the audience. There was a big emptiness between me and them. They watched me perform. I watched one person as a focal point. I heard their applause or silence. Both of these mean recognition, just Mm -hmm. like in speaking. In speaking, my feet are on the floor. My focus is on tone and volume, poise, and a worthwhile message. Individual eye contact is critical. Some circus performers wear microphones and talk to the audience. It's part of the act when a tiger trainer lets us in on what he's saying to his cats. In my memoir, I describe in detail my balancing trapeze and include what my inner voice said as the act progressed. I hope this helps you to understand the difference between performing as an aerialist and for me to perform as a speaker. Yeah, very interesting. And was it was it difficult this this to switch between the the aerialist persona and the speaker persona? It's very difficult. That's why I joined Toastmasters. <laughs> I was scared to death to talk to strangers. I could do one on ones because I had a fair amount of meeting and greeting, mm. but to speak to people I did not know and have actually have a message that came out of my mouth was mm-hmm. a hard um, goal for me to reach. Now I do it much better. I, I am more vocal. Yeah, sure. Of course, you had to create a, a different message because when you were um, at the circus, you, as you said, it's, it's a di- completely different way to express and the expectation of the audience was completely different. And as a speaker, you you have to you have to create your story. A lot of what you already had on your books, but even more because the, you might have noticed that when the people were requesting you to hear more about you, to listen to your speeches, to your talks, you knew that you had to create these new stories, the new message. Mm-hmm. And it's about body language, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Circus, you have to do things where people can understand your body motions from the other end of the arena. So you really have exaggerated movements. If your Mm. arms are up, they're really up and they're out. And when speaking, you can accommodate for the room that you're in. If there's a video playing, then the person in the back of the room can look up at the screen and get your facial expressions. So we've modernized over the years with presentations. It's still important to have good expression and 
adequate hand movements, body body movements. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are you are really great at that. And Sarah, do you know any well-known speaker who uses like use some elements of circus when speaking to on the stage? Not personally, but it happens when a body harness is fitted under a suit or dress and the speaker appears to fly onto <laughs> or away from the stage. Broadway employs circus stunts with the help of riggers. Some comedians keep attention with magic and illusion. I recognize this when I watch a performer, and I know that they must have some background in the circus or have been involved with it at one time or another. The Walenda family used their acts for notoriety, making it hard to tell which came first, them or their famous wire act. Rock stars also use circus elements in their uh-huh. shows. Speakers learn different ways, including visuals and audios, to help make a complete picture. Because of my ability not to be afraid of a crowd, I have no problem leaving the podium or the lectern and walking among the, the audience. That is, they're used to that at my Toastmasters club meetings now. They know I'm going to get upfront and personal. And how do you see yourself as a public speaker? I see myself as a person that people would look forward to. They will welcome me back once I do a presentation. I'd like to, to develop kind of a new product of a designer speaker, the way we have designer doctors today that have a niche and they follow through with that. I guess it's important to have a platform mm-hmm. to be yourself, but why wouldn't an organization want to have a speaker and let them speak about a topic that they're not willing to research, but someone who likes research? That way I could use my humanities degree because I like digging into things, photographs, stories, books, and coming up with a logical explanation and then presenting it in an entertaining manner. I've done this twice now, and when I'm involved with a circus crowd, um, usually the circus organizations that back up the performers, like the Circus Fans Association or the Historical Society, they realize that I have an interest outside of myself, I don't always want to speak about Sarah Chapman. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the platform. What is your platform? My platform would be survival. Survival. It would be survival from abuse. And it would protect women mm-hmm. or anyone who's perjured. I I'm very much against abuse, having survived that, and to n- would be willing to defend people who have been abused. Uh, that was the hidden message behind the memoir, mm-hmm. to come up front, to come out of that closet, behind that screen. And that's, that's the 
the gist of it, Oscar. There are many people that speak against abuse. We have many organizations that present against it. I stand somewhat alone, still kind of waiting for the the fire to ignite. I'm just one of many people who's written a memoir with my topic. What makes it as unique is the circus And Sarah, could you share now with us your favorite quotation? Yes, I will. I return all my life to something I learned when I was 17. Two words, know thyself by Thoreau. These simple words keep me on the right path, knowing who I am, where I am going, and what I want. If you stray from those and you go through a period of disillusionment, then you're not knowing yourself. Just know yourself. Know that you are strong, you are brave, and you have courage. And from where do you do you hear this at first? <laughs> oh, a little tiny leather b booklet. Okay. Probably published in the 19th, late 19th century. And my father gave it to me sometime during high school. Uh, he gave that book to me along with some other things. He also gave me a small book by Rudyard Kipling mm -hmm. called If. If. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot of ifs in the world. But know, know thyself hits the spot, Oscar. Know yourself. That's what you did when you went from Peru to Helsinki. You knew yourself. You knew what you wanted. <laughs> and you did it. Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. Could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? The book that inspired me when things weren't going so well in my life was given to me by a friend. The name of it is Yes, I Can. The author is Sammy Davis, Jr. You can't buy this book in bookstores anymore, but you can order it online. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a cousin who graduated from high school. I was so impressed with Sammy Davis, Jr. when I met him backstage at the circus that I will be giving Yes, I Can to my granddaughter when she graduates from high school. Yes, I Can points the reader in the right direction. Sometimes we need to follow something, not be a leader, be a follower. Mm -hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. had an, another person with an interesting life, and he shares his life up to that point. And Yes, I Can. He wrote a second book after that. that I like Yes, I Can the most and would be happy to have it on your book list. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing these these books. And Yes, I Can. I, I, like the, <laughs> I like the title. Sarah, could you now finally share with us a routine to shine, an exercise, something practical that you we could do it 
daily or weekly to shine? Yes. Shining to me comes with grooming and exercise. Just as in the circus, the audience likes to see beauty. Mm -hmm. I recommend making the best of what you have with your face, your hair, your posture, and your wardrobe. Then ask yourself what you can do to make it better. That's the way I try to shine each day when I get up and go out to greet the world. To look the best you can. To act the best you can. Mm -hmm. To say the best you can. Mm -hmm. It has to come from inside, Oscar. There's something we didn't approach, and that's how I believe. I believe in the goodness of the world and the earth and the people. It shines through me. I think I was meant to be that way. Very nice words, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you a lot for your piece of advice. And thank you for this very nice interview with you, telling us your, your stories about your circuit life, uh, how you became a writer, and now how you are a speaker and finding your own platform so more people will reach you, I'm sure, in the future. Could you finally tell us how people can learn more about you, uh, contact you? What are the best way? Because I'm sure that people would like to know more about you. First, you have the, your your books are in Amazon.com, as far as I know. Could you tell us a bit more how we can um, learn more about you, follow you? Yes, I am open to any comments on my Facebook page. My name is spelled Sarah with an H. Chapman, and then I have a page for my books and speaking that you can find at facebook.com backslash Sarah Chapman Circus. Mm -hmm. The circus was added because there are other Sarah Chapman. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, yes. <laughs> and that's a good way to identify with, even though I do not perform today. Yes. Sarah Chapman Circus. So thank you very much, uh, Sarah, for this very nice interview. And I wish you all the best. And I hope to, s I hope to see more of your speeches in the future. And, well, keep in touch and have a nice winter there in Minnesota. I will, Oscar. And thank you. Same to you in Helsinki. <laughs> thank you very much, Sarah. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>